Hi, and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Hi, and I'm really, really excited. This is the first of the She's the Boss podcasts, and I'm just really excited to be having you as my guest. Um, so everybody, I'm very, as I've said three times now, excited to have Anne Miles with me. Um, Anne owns her own business and is a female founder and is really one of my um, one of my heroes because she really, really knows her stuff. She calls herself a nerd, which is the opposite of what I am, obviously. So uh, being super cool, that is, rather than non-tech. <laughs> so, okay, so the first thing is Anne, welcome. Hello, thank you. Thank so you good so to much. Be here. Yeah, no, it's great to have you here. Um, now, tell us a little bit about your business. Uh, yeah, so I have a business that has a fun name to start with. It's called Suits and Sneakers. Great. And uh, what, are, what are the suits and what are the sneakers? Why, why yeah. did you call it that? So it's, um, the suits are strategists and smart um, account directors and um, people who just get things done in marketing and advertising. Right. And the sneakers are creative tech and production people. Right. Okay. So that sort of makes sense. And so what Mm. do suits and sneakers do? Yeah, it's a really um, eclectic lot. So there's nothing in marketing that we can't help with. Wow. That's uh, end to end. Yeah, it's a very big, big call. Right. So there's only one thing we don't do. Uh, So it's pretty much like anything from research, um, brand strategy, marketing planning, um, digital strategy, uh, right through to creative concepts, uh, just getting campaigns done, and then project uh, management as well, as well, which is the suits, yep. I guess, because I was yeah. a suit once in my oh, dim, deep, no. <laughs> deep and dark past. I think, yeah, I was an account director for graphic mm. design companies here and then mm. in London. Well, mainly in London and then here, actually, the other way around. But mm. I, I, it's it's a it's a te- what's a, it's a skill I think that's that's you know quite specialised to be able to manage a project and keep within budget, and mm. of course also manage the creatives and keep mm. everyone happy. It is actually a really interesting job, and I think that's um, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. And I've over the years I started in production, so that's basically project management. And it is one foot in, you know, the maths and science and getting shit done, and the other half is very creative and trying to sort of balance the two. Yeah, no, I love it. Mm. So, so you've set up this um, company that can help Mm. any business; it doesn't matter what size they are. To um, so it's sort of like an outsourced marketing department, or yeah. on a project basis, or mm. you know, you you suddenly realise that you've got too much work on and you need someone to come and help you, and you yeah. can grab them. And it's all around mm. marketing and advertising and creativity and all those sorts of things. That's just right. in, in case yeah. people don't know. So, mm. <clears throat> so you've got suits and sneakers, mm. and I'm going to ask you in a yeah. minute or a little bit later. I'll ask you about your grand plans because I know you've got. Oh some yes, grand I do plans. have grand plans. But let's start at the beginning. <laughs> Why did you set it up? It's What's funny. your why? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, if I can be honest, I just actually got really pissed off because sounds fair enough. To yeah, me. and in that industry, as women, mm. I think it, yeah, it can be very stressful and and um, mm. pissy ofty. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's such a word. I think, especially our generation of women, there just weren't women role models, and there was yeah. an opportunity. And I reckon I left every single job I've ever had through discrimination or just being overlooked 
you know, right. someone and less qualified than me got the gig because they happen to be a bloke who's mates with somebody. It's really it's sort really of female bad. unfriendly, isn't it? And yeah. it was particularly when we were younger. Yeah, I mean, really I, I'm was. sure it's a bit better now, but uh, oh. I'd like to think. It was terrible. No. Like, I've had my boss's penis on my shoulder. Oh I've my had gosh. been pushed over and someone sat on me on the floor and, um, yeah. you know, things thrown at me. Like, really, really bad. And, yeah. you know, and it's all, and it's all kind of abuse. like, it's a little bit like mm. the um, sexual harassment things that are going on now for actors. Mm. I think, same thing, it's an industry where it's expected mm. that you can kind of push the boundaries and tease people and mm. not realise how hurtful some of that can be and how yeah. oppressive it is. Mm. No, that's right. It is sort of hard. That's a good topic for a conversation sometimes. Is. is, you know, do you think that from the past when people have done terrible things, you know, do, how much are it they should accountable be judged, now, Well, right? that's right. Yeah. They shouldn't be judged with today's lenses yeah. or the lenses that were then, which is, mm. yeah, it's, that's it. It is yes, a very we will have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, but keep telling me a little bit more. So why did you mm. set this up? So you'd had shit jobs, basically, or yeah. great jobs that great had ended jobs. Yeah. in a way that you weren't happy with. And yeah. so... What made you think suits and sneakers? Yeah. So I think, um, like, over the years, I was very lucky, actually. I was given a really amazing opportunity really young. So at 21, I was head of TV in a big ad agency. So that meant I was running a department. How did you people. even swing that? How did that happen? Because that yeah, is incredibly it's, young. And it was actually offered to me when I was in, 20 years old, but I said, no way, I couldn't. What were they too thinking? Too scary. Yeah, too scary. Um you know, that was such a responsibility. And then they hired someone else who actually was a woman at the time. Right. Oh, she's still a woman. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. but how great in that industry to have someone yeah. as a woman as, uh, you know, that you could kind of watch what she did. and That's right. It was good. Yeah. And she just got fed up with it after six months and said, right. look, I'm going, but I'm telling you, you should take the job. She said, you're already doing the job really anyway. And, you know, just give it a go this time. And so how did you feel when she said that? You went up for you were like, okay, I'm up for it. Seriously, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have. Yeah. I wouldn't have felt up for it. So I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. Um, Yeah. And so I got really in the deep end there. Um, So I guess we're coming to overall, like, why I do what I want. So in some of these agencies, because I was so young, with such a responsibility, I was really looking for a stretch. Yeah. And I didn't want to be in the same job for the whole of my life. I was quite ambitious. Yeah. And so I saw myself on the board one day and running a company, right? Fantastic, yeah. And it, so I did things to help myself, like I did management training and all sorts of leadership training. Yeah. And once there was a trainer that said um, to my boss, there's someone in this room who should be your next CEO. And the managing director goes, Ooh. oh, who? Ooh, Ooh, tell me, like tell this. me. Yeah. And then the trainer goes, and Miles, as if it was normal to him. Yeah. And my boss goes, oh, but she's a woman. He did uh, not say, I just can't believe did. that he actually said that. Isn't that horrendous? I was so is, deflated. Yeah. Because I wasn't brought up like this. Like, I was brought no. up on a farm, but both my parents, you know, we they were very inclusive. You know, we all... Just work together on the farm. There wasn't any male, female kind of. Yeah, I was pretty focus. much the same. I mean, mm. I think I was brought up that there is you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to work hard at it, you know. Yeah. And then to have people creating obstacles in front of you. Yeah. When you're going, hang on a minute. Yes, I am a woman, mm. but I can't actually change that bit. Yeah. So, like, you know, pick on yeah. something else that's mm. you know possible for me to improve on. Or It'd whatever. be different if you were actually not good at your job. 
But then yeah. if someone tells you this is the person who's got the And this is a subjective or objective person that has come mm-hmm. out of the blue, assessed everything and gone, here's your person. And he just yeah. said, oh, so what happened? Well, I just went, oh, well, Stuffy, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I just went and found another job and then similar happened and similar happened. And, and it, you know, it even happened up until the last few years, um, you know, still in modern times. I'm, right. I got blanked in a meeting by my boss when I raised something. Then he called the meeting Oh, over. Yeah. And every, I wanted everyone to leave the room. And then I saw him have a, trying to have a separate meeting without yeah. me there. And I went, oh, hang on a minute. He's having a meeting about my job. So I come back in and I hear him raising my point to the room. And as if it, it was his. As if it was his idea. And worse still, everyone else in the room pretended like they'd never heard it before. I just went, right. Oh, my God. That is it. So I'm was that kind of there. like the... I don't want to mm. say light bulb moment, but the pivotal moment where you just mm. went, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah, I'm it gonna was. Go out on I'm going to do my own. And the other yeah. thing, though, that you've mentioned to me before is the ageism in the industry. And yeah. I think I'd really like to touch on that because mm. there'll probably be women listening that will really mm. relate to the fact, mm. you know, and, and it's, I think, become incredibly prevalent and I don't really understand why. I know. That if mm. you are really over 45 or 50, mm. then, you know, it, the little youngies out there in recruitment go, oh, mm. no, you're too old, that's it. I know, it's like it's horrendous when you absolutely know you're at the top of your absolutely. game. Absolutely. Like I look at what you're doing and I go, you're at the top of your game. And you. And, and I you. feel like I am. I'm more creative than I've ever been. Uh, you know, I, and that's... Got more drive, got more... Yeah. And we've got all that experience. And so yeah. also mm. if something goes wrong, we're not going to panic. We're yep. just going to go, okay, go oh, that's like, how can I work around that? Yeah, I've seen that before and if I put that problem with a bit of this and that and mix yeah. up the new pot, then, and you're quite quick at dealing with things as well. Yeah, well, part of the solution, I was, you know, heading out with my own business and I hadn't quite figured all of it out, I right. think, if I was honest and I was sort of building it. And I saw a um, trade publication in our industry yeah. and it had five really senior people from one of the big ad agencies, all retrenched. And I looked at the photo and every one of them had grey hair. And I noticed that in London and in other offices, they just culled. It's almost like automatically said anyone over 40, that's just I couldn't agree more. I'm seeing it everywhere amongst guys that I know that have been, you know, heads of, Mm -hmm. you know, the head of sales or the head of marketing for companies being Mm -hmm. retrenched and then they keep looking and they keep looking. And and my brother had something similar and it ends up being Mm -hmm. 18 months of looking and then Mm -hmm. you end up getting a job that's half the salary or whatever and you're just Mm -hmm. like, this is just... Insane. So, I mean, yeah. I have, I'm predicting that mm. there'll be a whole lot of people our age that'll all set up their own businesses, I think. Yeah. I've, I've witnessed the mm. mumpreneur kind mm. of surge that happened when everyone realised that they couldn't have mm. babies and work full time. Yeah. So, I'm going to go out on my own. That happened in around when I had my twins, that was sort of the early 2000s, I would say. Mm. And I reckon, watch this space, that's what's going to happen with all of us Definitely, our age yeah. now. Because I think so, yeah. If you can't get a job, mm. then why not go out on your own? You've got loads yeah. of experience, you know what you're talking yeah. about. And you're also, oh, I think also you can see through the gaps a lot That's more. That's right. That's and right. some of the other bigger businesses don't care about those standards anymore. It's really about, um, well, I'd say it's really about getting the timesheets charged. 
So yes, load up you people. mentioned that the oh. other day. So talk to me a little mm. bit about that because I read an article. You did an article about that I on did, LinkedIn yeah. this week as well, didn't you? So it, it's about mm. it's about the way that agencies are charging and all the wastage that there is yeah. that big businesses and any business, I guess, isn't realising mm. if you go to an agency. Well, you take over from here. It is well, a bit of a pet hate of mine, I'll have to say, well, for a on. few reasons. So Here one is, the time is to air it. yeah, <laughs> have a bit of a rant. I, and I actually, for the sake of agencies, would like them to change it too. Yes. Because if agencies don't have people in the workforce, there's about for every one in an agency, there's about seventeen people across the industry who are impacted. So right. we've really got to get it right as yeah. an industry. So I'm sound like I'm bagging agencies. I'm not. I'm actually bagging the way they're working, and I want it to shift. Because currently what they're doing is it's all about the return on the hour. So billable hours. It's like lawyers where where they want to go, you know. Okay, so how does that actually impact? So if you're you're Mm. a a brand, you've employed an agency Mm. where, and, and, you know, Mm. you've agreed to what I personally think is like, oh, kind of a budget, but let's say you've agreed to 50, 100 grand, whatever it might Mm. be, to do a a few months on the campaign. Mm. How is it really being spent? Because what they the way they work is that uh, there's a whole process set process in the way that they work and they layer up with lots and lots of different people from silos across the business. Right. So number one, there's a whole lot of people that you don't necessarily need on the job. So what you mean by that is that someone mm. from production and someone from account service and someone yeah. from media buying and two yeah. creatives and whatever and are all me- in a meeting where mes- not yeah. necessar- they don't necessarily need to be there no. at that stage. When I was on the client side, I was in a meeting and I counted up the head hours of the meeting and there, it was like $30,000 <sighs> for that meeting of which no outcome was agreed. Oh and I went, goodness. you know what, that's water for 8,333 people. That's just a I whole that. other world to the world I'm in yeah. where they're going, $3,000? I can't afford $3,000. Can you do it for 1000 mm. And you just think, my God, there's a massive gap. Uh, it's very bad. And I did do some um, coaching of creative businesses mm. uh, on profitability and efficiencies and things like that for years. And one of the problems that the whole system has got is that they're actually rewarded for bad process. And so they downscale the talent and they don't care if it takes a lot of time Sorry, to get I just a good have idea, to keep, right? I have to keep, um, yeah. um, what's the word for it, translating. So downscaling the talent, what you mean is they're putting the juniors yeah, in Yeah, juniors yeah, right. who, and it's not necessarily the age, but it's the capability It's the experience. Well. They don't have the experience. And there might be a real little genius somewhere along the line, but generally... You'd be lucky. <laughs> they, they haven't had the exposure, they haven't been taught yet. Yeah. So they're pretty, yeah, average. So it's really frustrating, actually. So they're layering up lots and lots of people and, uh, you know, lots and lots of silos. And there's that multi-talented, experienced person isn't valued in that network. Yeah. And yeah. when you and I did a mathematical comparison. I'm seriously you, sounding so nerdy you, now, aren't I? <laughs> no, no, you're allowed to. But are you, so, what you're saying is, if you had somebody mm. who was pretty good at all those skills, you yeah. could have had a meeting with two people. Yep. And you know, or the done. client and two people, and yeah. we go, okay, one of us is taking notes, the other one is having yeah. a chat with you. Yeah. We will then go and brief all those people, mm. and then we'll pull yeah. in the ones that are relevant rather than let's all have 15 of us in a meeting and spend $30,000 while we work out what we want to do. And they run the same process regardless. So right. for me, that's one of the things that I'm really enjoying doing differently is I handpicked the solution for the client. Yep. And clients also in a survey said that they don't feel that there's category experience behind any of the work that they're getting done as well. So I'm going, okay, I'll give you 
category experience. So category experience again. I'm going to translate yeah. is is retail mm. or beauty or yeah. consumer goods or business to business yeah. or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yep, yep. something specific to their business. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so that's just not so they don't really get available. people to have any experience in that either. No. So yeah, I'm no. going that. Nah, so that was your done. moment. So <laughs> yeah. So and was it that meeting that was the moment where you walked away and went right? That's it. I'm setting up something on my own. Or yeah, was there I'm out some of other here. Moment? And then the moment when I saw the um, five grade haired people, I went, "What's going to happen to those people?" Yeah. I'm going. They're going to be lost to the industry now, and clients actually want their experience. I agree. That's ah. the stupid thing. It's yeah, like if I the client think... knew that they were available and mm. they had all that experience, yeah. they'd be well, they'd want them in a heartbeat. Yeah, well that's the moment. And I was actually sitting at my desk and I saw that and I thought to myself, where are they going to be? And no one will find them because there's no outlet for people yeah, like right. that. And I went, right, that's it. And I said it out loud like that and I went, that's the moment. Right. I went, Right, because there is always that. a moment. There is a moment. Yeah. I can I can remember my moments as well, where you just kind of go, mm. "Yep, that's it." Okay, so tell mm. me about your career path, yeah. because I'm, I think there would be younger women listening that mm. might like, and I'm going to do this with everyone in the podcast from now on. But I mm. reckon I know personally, mm. being the nosy person that I am, yeah. that I want to know. How when you leave school and you've got one idea, you end up doing something else another, say, 20 or 30 mm. years later. So mm. can you take us on that journey a little bit and, and explain I love that. what that was like? I love hearing about this. Too. I know. Go, How did that happen? That's it's, right. It, yeah, and especially for me, like I was a dairy farmer's daughter. And to get into advertising, like, what? The, how did that happen, you know? Well, that's right. It's and I think funny. as a young girl, you might, or a young woman, you might be mm. looking at these people. They look at people like us and they go, oh, they're mm. incredibly successful and they mm. must have had just this easy path. But they don't realise how wiggledy that, word, that, that, that line is to get from mm. A to B. So anyway, go on. That's right. And Off you go. Tell so us what happened. So you, you were dairy, dairy, dairy farmer's daughter. daughter. And then... My dad was actually quite involved in dairy farm politics. So right. he was sitting on a board of the Victorian Dairy Industry Authority. Yeah. And they were doing the big M launch back then, the chocolate right. milk. Do you remember? Yes, yes. Well, it was only chocolate. Uh, now it's a whole lot of Was it only chocolate? Did it? St- big it M started as chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Right. I just remember the ads oh, in the 70s were huge. Oh, they were. It was like Coke, really was, big M and Coke. Oh. It was girls in bikinis and yeah. boys down the beach. I know. Look at me, the advocate for <laughs> women's rights now. And I was brought into the industry, like looking at the whole big but that's how ads always were in those days. It was it like was, put a girl yeah. in a bikini and that's how you sell a car or yeah. a drink or a, anything. <laughs> it was too. So then um, we went to the careers advisor at the school and because I was quite creative as well and then uh, I thought that would be fun. I said, so we said, how do you get into this world of advertising stuff? Anyway, so then my careers advisor said, well, your dad's got this job, see if he's and get the ad agency to give you some work okay, experience. Okay, good, clever. And clever. that's how it started. Yeah. And then I applied to go to RMIT for their advertising course. Yeah. And that was like only a year at the time and then there was some part-time as well. And That was a diploma, was it? Was I think that it a was, degree? I yeah. think it was a diploma. I reckon yeah. we might have been at school at almost oh, the same time and I was at awesome. RMIT as well. Yeah. They, and the whole PR and media were all in yeah, the same faculty. Yeah, they were that, down that yeah. little funny laneway. Yeah, it has to be. Yes. It's funny, yeah. And then um, after that, I 
um, I was such a suck. Oh my god! I sent this <laughs> resume out to all the big ad agencies, and it was like an inch thick. Oh and it had like god. all assignments and all sorts of stuff. Oh my god! Were you like a head girl or something at school as yeah, well? Yeah, I was one of those sucks. You know, like always the A student and all that oh, sort of daggy stuff. You're a good girl. But never quite as good as my girlfriend. She was always this one, you know, bit ahead. Is she still a girlfriend funny. now? I can't say that so much. We're quite different now, I think. Yeah, but um, she, she And I think was my a... life's gone in so many different ways. Well, it's funny, too. isn't it, yeah. as you get older and how life, yeah. how, how life goes. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, you've so met then school, that's how I got into That's how I got into the agency world. And then because there was this, like, vertical limit, you know, I, I couldn't get any higher than the job I was in. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well... I need the stimulation, and these guys are idiots because they're <laughs> spitting on me and blowing snot out of their nose in the boardroom and terrible oh behaviour. So Such terrible. Stupid boy, baby stupid. boy. Stupid. It was so really disgusting. So then I moved to another agency. It was actually lovely, and even the head of Ford at one point, I was presenting a budget. This is actually this is worth me telling you. Yeah, so on. when I was at the first agency, I'd said to a client, just in fleeting, Oh, I've got a few options here. I'm not sure what to, sh- what to show you yeah. as you sort of chit-chat. Yeah. And he goes, oh, why don't you show me your tits then? Oh, like charming. That. Charming. Just... And, of course, they're in the boardroom with beer all over the table at 11 in the morning. And you can't at that and, stage oh. when you're going for a job go, only if you take your dick out first. Yeah. Or something it. equally right. as provocative because it's just ridiculous. Right. Anyway. So then so. I went to the new agency and the yeah. head of Ford goes, oh, I said you know, we've got a few options and here's some choices for you. And instead of saying, show me your tits, he said, what do you think, Anne? And I went, oh, my God. You're valuing my, my This opinion. is the best account I've ever worked yeah, on. Right. So this was Ford. I loved yeah. it. I've actually got a lot of automotive experience over the years. That was awesome. And so same thing along the way. I just really ran out of the vertical options. Yeah. So I then uh, left and opened a film company. Right. Um, I worked with a, a director that I'd worked with as a client, and then we partnered up and had a company called and, Exit Films. And and this film company, I presume, was still yeah. you're still in the advertising industry. So this is films for yeah, just for ads. For ads. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, and so after probably um, again, I was working with someone whose behaviour wasn't really aligned with mine. And um, you know, it's, it's you a just successful had this bummer, business. but it's the industry you were in. It's I mean, the industry it's so too. sexist anyway. And I think I'm just I now just have like a zero tolerance yes, for that stuff. Yes. And, and when um, you're young yeah. and you're starting out, you have a lot more tolerance because you're like, yeah, I just yeah. don't want to stuff up this job completely, so I can't say, no, you know, that's right. put it back in your pants. <laughs> and you don't really know that you actually have an option. So I think if we're having a message for younger girls about the trajectory over the years, I think. I left to go sideways and I guess I left opportunity. Most people, I think, you do well when you stick at something and you can keep persevering and... And go higher and higher and higher. higher. And I guess I sort of went, well, stuff yet. You know, there's no room for me. I'm moving on. And there wasn't any resource or help that I could call on. But these days, I think people could ask for that help. Yes. And, and also there is, there, are now, there is now a law that says you That's can't it. say those sorts of things to people yeah, exactly. and get away with it. So you actually, mm. you would have some recourse. But yeah. back in those days, we had none. No. And even if you threaten legal action or even work... Well, then you just get a bad existing. name as being that one that woman who's a troublemaker. That is dead right. You know? and, and so not you, right. And you, yeah. Exactly. But you know your career is mm. kind of going to be stuffed if you go down that route as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then where did I go? So film company. Then I... Um, 
you left, did some freelancing and had children. Yeah. And when my young one was quite young, four months, um, my husband at the time wasn't working so much, so I had to go and figure something out. Right. So I ended up taking my baby to work in another film company as well. She was amazing. <laughs> How did that go down? Wow, it's pretty interesting that she was such a good baby. Like I was... Second time round, you get really good Everyone at would have, teaching yeah. them how to. They got a, this is your turn to sleep. Was such a bossy. I remember and, I, I yeah. was working for a graphic design company that had never had any. It was about forty years old. They'd yeah. never had anyone who was pregnant ever work in the company. Oh. And I remember coming back to work after six weeks after my first son was born. Wow! And mm-hmm. had to had to um, in order to get back to work, you have to do the pumping of the milk. Oh yeah! And they used to they just put something on the tea room door that said milk mm. pumping station or something oh. and would leave me in there and I'd just do it thinking God please don't let anyone walk in yeah that'd be really challenging um, and I was feeding Nina yes in during the job as well and we sort of just timed meetings around and thank goodness the director I was working with he was such a lovely inclusive guy and and he was really supportive he just wanted me there and made it work I had a fantastic GM at my one so 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 you've done all of this, and, and at what stage mm. then, where are we at now in terms of suits so and sneakers? Coming up near the end there, so the freelancing, and then I went um, into a post-production house, which was like pretty chaotic. Okay. Um, so you've got this film well. theme all the yeah. way through, really. So it was really. always about video mm. and, and That's right. visuals. And until... then I was in a visual effects house. This was the next one. And I was in there and I'm going, oh, my God, the way they're running this company, they are going to go broke. This is terrible. I feel like I'm the only one who's making any profit on my jobs. And, you know, if it wasn't for me, I'm going, how are they making money? Yeah. And I felt like I could see something and I was the only one who could see it. And there was some bad behavior there as well. And funny enough, when after I left, they did go broke. Right. So I was going, I could see that. You know, the writing away. on the wall, yeah. So what I le- learned in that moment is I could see things that other people couldn't see in and the way. And not to question yourself. That's I right, guess. yeah. So then yeah. I went and qualified as a business coach and I retrained in marketing. Yeah. Also, I knew at that point I was coming up to 40. Yeah. And like the industry just doesn't have a home for you when you're 40. It's amazing. It amazes yeah. me. I just wonder whether 20 years mm. from now... You know, there will be agencies that are manned almost exclusively mm. by older people with loads of experience. If they change the way they bill, I can actually think they could be like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, something's going to yeah. have to give. I mean, yeah. you know, everything is, mm. you know, for anyone who is listening to this, we're recording mm. this during COVID, during mm. the isolation. And, and I have a firm belief that we're going to come out of this and there's going to be some dramatic changes. So. Yeah. And some I'm excited about too, yes, actually. Yeah. Yes. And I actually think that... Yeah. Um, some of the things that we're hearing about, about mm-hmm. um, guys who are very senior at work having to look after their kids and realising what a job it is, mm-hmm. I think might also yeah. change their attitudes towards women. I think so, yeah. Totally. And I mean, if you think mm. about a woman who stayed home looking after their kids, they are so mm. good at multitasking, they're so good mm. at being tolerant, they're so good at project management. Mm. It's crazy to yeah. do, you know. And at the same time, there are also guys who've wanted that opportunity yes, absolutely, as well, right? Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. they could finally yeah, get sorry, it. Sorry, I don't want yeah. to. Uh... No, you're very inclusive, so I agree. <laughs> it, but it's, and I know this is what you mean too. Yeah. So, so where did we get to? So, like, so we got yeah. to. So then you set up suits. Yeah, suits, suits and sneakers. And sneakers. Yeah. Tell me 
along your career mm. and also particularly in your entrepreneurial journey because that's yeah. where I particularly can you tell me some pivotal moments have there been mm. a moment where you just kind of went yes oh my god yes this is why I do this job yeah and other and another moment yeah. you can think of that would be mm. you know yuck what am I doing why am I doing this I'm questioning everything but let me start with the success have you had a yeah a, it's kind of a back to front a really one positive, yeah. <laughs> that's coming to my mind yeah. because I'm very ethics driven yes. in the world. I'm a conscious capitalist and I volunteered to run um, conscious capitalism in Australia and New Zealand for about 18 months. And, uh, you know, I'm just tired now, so let's just do my own <laughs> thing. And, but, um, but uh, so I'm kind of driven yeah, no, by those values. Yes. And I had a client that uh, had a brewery. Did I say that right? Brewery. Yes, you did. <laughs> After, By the way, uh, we are having champagne. Yeah, at the I go, same time. <laughs> coming out. And uh, anyway, so he came and he says, I'm currently spending, you know, like 10000 a month with this ad agency. Yeah. And it's not working, and I think I need some help to do new creative or whatever. And I looked at it and I went, Oh, I'd love 10 grand a month. You yes. know, really. I'm oh, a startup and it's, you know, early days in the business, but. I looked at it and I went, I just can't ethically take his money. Right. He didn't need new creative and even um, a new social media campaign. It was nothing was going to work because he didn't have a retail strategy and he actually couldn't handle the volume. So he had products, so, but yeah. and, but he just had no strategy around them at he all. He had and, no and sort of operational. No scaling kind no. of ability. Like he was and he staying was at home and putting them all in envelopes, stuffing them with envelopes himself in the evening yeah. or something. And also he was expecting people were going to buy a six-pack of beer and have it shipped to them. There's right. no way that someone would do that because right. it's just not a good... Not unless the, decision, I actually, it's you know? funny because I worked with a company called Brewtopia right. and Brewtopia oh. were custom label beer. Yeah. And and so you could get them done for your twenty first or you could get them with your mum's face on them or whatever. See, and cool. they delivered and I was just gonna say yeah. if it's special, yeah. people will pay for that yeah. delivery, but not just your not bog standard normally beer. No. Yeah. So I, that was a real ethical moment for me and, and ironically I ended up eating white bread for four days or something. You know, it was like I had toast for every meal for four <laughs> days because I was so broke, but um, I just still couldn't have done it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so that was probably, you know, I really enjoyed the fact that I was actually... Able to say no yeah. and doing the right That's thing right. ethically. Yeah. And then uh, oh, there's probably other times where I've just gone, this is just the why I do this. Yes, you know, I'm sitting yes. with a bunch of creative people and even if it's virtually, you know, we're... Um, brainstorming and I'm so doing you this still manage the teams so do you yeah. kind of so you would be at that sort of if it was a virtual table at the head of the table mm. helping manage them so oh so they get and your skills on as, well. as well yeah so because wow. I'm half a creative person yes of I course. might just go what do you think of this or that or da 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 and it might be the catalyst to something and yeah sometimes right. they might go that's pretty terrible and I'll go, <laughs> oh okay right I then. know well, but if they can say that that's also a great place yeah, to, be, to be that people is, can say yeah. actually you know what yeah go back and think again yeah that's um, right so tell me about your life as in mm. your personal life and mm. how you are juggling work because as an entrepreneur mm. how does that are those lines blurred yeah, I'd say, <laughs> truthfully, there is not much other than my work. But you know how most people have something on the bucket list, like they want to jump off a mountain yes. or go in a waterfall or something? I only have, uh, I only really have to have a successful international business as my bucket list. So global uh, domination, here yeah. we come. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to be uh, doing that journey with you. It's really Absolutely. awesome. Because I think, um, thankfully, 
we had foresight to create a business model that's actually becoming more relevant now, even yes. accidentally. Um, so it really will drive. It will, but yeah. let's go back to work-life juggle. I'm oh, yeah. really interested. You've just skimmed over that one. Mm. So what do you mean? So when you say work is my life, which I yeah. I actually 100% mm. completely understand because yeah. my it's a, it's a blurred line for me as well because mm. I love it so much. Yeah. And so yeah. when I wake up on a Sunday morning, if there's some emails mm. there or there's something that I'm doing on Monday, I want to get ahead and do it. But I yeah. think you're a little bit more extreme I than me. I am more extreme, I think. And, <laughs> I mean, one, you wouldn't do it if you were working for someone else. No, of course you? not. No, Thank God. God. No, so I hope I'm not advocating that for anyone. But pretty much, you know, I get up in the morning and I'll go do some exercise or whatever. I'll eat breakfast at my... Uh, desk while the computers are opening up and all of that. Have you a dining room table? <laughs> I don't. I have a boardroom table in my house. It's not even a... Um, right. It doesn't even operate like a house, actually. Yeah, okay. So, so it was actually a consulting space that I hired first, and then my kids moved out of home, and I thought, why am I paying for this big three-bedroom house, uh, and I'm here all the time at the work? So I put a bed in the office, and now I have just stay there. So it's 24 And so how long have you been like this? Uh, I think it's going up to, well, I guess since Suits and Sneakers, it's two and a bit, half years coming up. Right. Um, but I think, um, and I had sort of other coaching versions. I was pretty hard worker before, but this is like 100% in, yeah. So what sort of mm. hours do you work then? I counted 100 um, typically. <laughs> but yeah. I also do have time out as well like friday night i'll go whoop it up and i have a bunch of friends Good. that we go out to every friday night yeah. and it's call it woohoo we're going gonna meet you for a woohoo you know? <laughs> <laughs> so i have that time off and um pretty much um bit of exercise and if something's um do you on do holidays whatever, i haven't I'm had a holiday worried for you <laughs> It's finally, I'll be honest, I've had some financial pressure over the years. Yeah, which Lots may, of things have gone. Which is one of the things about yeah. entrepreneurs. I think that yeah. you have, we should say to anyone mm. who might be listening yeah. that this is, you really, I mean, I always used to describe it to people that you've got to have nerves of steel yeah. because there have been yeah. times in my life where mm. I literally have thought, I don't know how mm. I'm going to pay the mortgage. Yeah. And the money has arrived the night before. Because if yeah. you believe in it, it does actually turn yeah. up, but That's it can right. be very yeah. stressful and very... Yeah tight and you yeah. do have to make a lot of compromises but if mm. you're driven like yeah. you are like I am we're going mm. actually we're on a mission yeah. and it feels good it does and it's like then fun and the you? money sort of is incidental in a way that's right that's I, right I think if It'll you were come. smart you'd have a little bit of a nest egg to give yeah. you a bit of a buffer um I guess I started without you know having any other capital behind me or any savings I actually much. but I don't Whoa. think that's unusual for women yeah. I mean, you know, and I've worked, mm. I reckon I've worked with about 200 women now that have set up their own business. And I reckon mm. at least half of them haven't had funding. Mm. Wow. And I didn't. Ah. Because if you start an online business, mm. and, I, and I had a bit of a moment about five years ago where I realised, and I, you know, and I don't want to be sexist about this, but I had mm. a moment where I realised that everyone that comes out of MBAs, and let's be mm. honest, most of those are blokes, mm. they come out with a business plan and they say, right, so the first thing I need to do is raise a million dollars and then I'll get going. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, because yeah. as a woman, I think a lot of us go, wow, I'm so proud. I've done it on the smell of an oily rag and I had yeah. no startup capital at all and I've done it on nothing. Mm. And actually maybe we're missing a trick. I do agree with you. And I think that is 
just a mindset thing. Yeah. And uh, there's enough evidence now that says that if a man, I won't get the numbers exactly right, but in principle, if if a guy feels he feels forty-one um, percent of the job description, he goes, oh, he'll I'll go, go for, for it. it. But we are like eighty-five. We're like, we're like eighty-five, and yeah. we're still going. Do you think they'll know that I actually yeah. haven't been to Saudi Arabia like That's I right. said I would? And the guy's gone, oh. you know, I know I'm a used car salesman, but I could really go for this CEO role as, and I could just mm. say, yes, I do know sales, and yes, I do know this, and yeah. I have got client management. You're like, oh, my God. Oh. That is so true. It that is, is really so a true. terrible thing. And, of course, yeah. I forget you're in kind of HR, really, so you'd be used to those. So mm. do you see guys coming across the board and you're like, hmm. You're not yeah. quite as ace as you think you are. And look at this girl over there that's, yeah. that's amazing. I think that's, that's saying, oh, you know, yeah. I'm not that experienced. I think that's um, this whole kind of thing. I've been called the marketing police at some point and I just <laughs> go with it police. now. Yeah. Yes. So I think I can really, um, yeah, really see what people's skills really are and, uh, yeah, mix it up. So I do really enjoy the um, finding the right mix of people. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously mm. that you're really good at that, and the juggling work mm. and life. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, my my partner always says, you mm. know, you'll have plenty, you'll have plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. You know, yeah. just get on and yeah. do it. And mm. yes, there are tired days, and yes, there are whatever. Mm. But if you are really driven and you're sure that mm. you're what you're doing is is good, mm. yeah, then I think it just right. drives you, and you just keep going. It's funny. I was recording an audio book the other day, and I didn't actually realize how resilient. I've become and how I've taught myself to push through the boundaries of my own mind and beliefs and everything. And uh, the I was it's actually a really hard thing to read an audio book. I don't know if you've ever done I it. I couldn't think oh of anything God. worse. I don't even want yeah. to read my kids' story no. books, so I get it completely. Oh, it's actually you, really tough. You must have been so hoarse and also... Yeah. You know, because my mm. partner is an audiobook producer and he talks about voice fatigue. You mm. know, you get to that stage where you go, I can't yeah. be all perky like I was at nine o'clock this morning. That's this right. has been going on for hours. And for me, even worse is that deep concentration because you sort of have to read ahead and then speak with me. So you can get meaning. the inflections in the right yeah, place. Yeah, in the right yeah. place. And it's intense concentration. And at one point I was even starting to get tunnel vision and I was <laughs> oh going, God, just stop. push through, push through. And then I had to say politely, I think I'm going to need to just take a little break and get something to eat or, and then ate something and I still massive migraine and I just pushed oh, through the entire gosh. time and I ended up doing a whole day and I spoke to my um, the audio the producer. producer afterwards. She said, I can't believe you went the whole day. Not even the professional people go that far. And she, she went yeah, so. I said, well, I didn't think there was any option. I just pushed. So... Well. <laughs> Get Isn't resilient. that a statement about you straight away that you'll yeah. just keep pushing through even yeah. when you're tired and exhausted? That's it. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. I'm going to just do a little bit of fun stuff because okay. we've, we're, we're sort of getting towards <laughs> the end of it. And one of the things that I've done in the She's the Boss lunch that I mm. thought was really fun was started to talk about apps because I know oh, you yeah. love apps I and love apps. I love apps as mm. well. I'm probably not going to be able to ask this yeah. question of everyone because I know there's a mm. lot of people that don't. But yeah. can you tell me what mm. do you think outside of the normal utilities like in terms of discovering mm. a great app, can you tell me a couple mm. of apps that you found that are super useful? Yeah. Oh, the one that I think is actually truly the most useful and kind of fun it's called um word swag oh yeah so what does, oh word, what's word swag? swag yeah so word swag's a like for creating social media content yeah and it's good when you're just on the run and you just want to like say something or a quote or a something like that and it's actually got all um 
stock images built in and it's pre-graphic designed. So what do you do? So you go into Wordswagon, what you put in a word of something that you're yeah, feeling you write and it'll a come sentence. up with a whole lot of options. Oh, you write your sentence. Yeah, you write your sentence and you can even have a who's written the quote. Okay. And it's often myself because I go, oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> when I say that thing, you know. And it's nothing better than being completely opinionated. And My it absolute favourite <laughs> quote that I find all the time on social is Madeleine Albright who said there is mm. a special place in hell for women that don't help other women. And I oh. just got that from the beginning and I've just loved her ever since. Yeah. Because I think that's true. I think yeah. as a species we've really got to help each other, you know. Yeah, no, I because, do agree, actually. Yeah. And I'm a real, like, separate to all of this, totally into trying to change um, the terrible negative stereotyping that we have out there. Yeah. That's, to me, and it's about men too, but ultimately my secret mission is it's really about helping um, women get things so done. So how, yeah. wh- how do you, let's just mm. diverge for a minute, just, yeah. and then you can tell me about other apps yeah, as well. But tell app, me about yeah. this gender... Um, yeah. thing that you're on because unfortunately what, what's it called gender what stereotyping gender but stereotyping it's, gender is one of them and there's other stereotyping too so it's about but, disabled um, people or coloured people yep. or people from different races and people of different abilities that's right and how they're and, pigeonholed yeah and neurodiversity is another part of that for me and urban what's and neurodiversity rural. so neurodiversity is partly personality difference yeah but also some people have psychosocial disability so that's you know, your um, mental health disability okay. or intellectual disability yeah. and all of those things wrapped up. And so we don't all, you know, think the same. And no. so we often do our communications just for the neurotypical and, you know. You're so right. Whatever. I don't even think about it. I mean, you no. know, we always used to think about mm. this is for a black person, this is for a white person, this is for men, this is for women. But there's so much more diversity yeah. than just that. And I think you said that so nicely. So for me, it's there is a way to do things more inclusively and it's to appeal to everyone without polarising anyone. And you can also... Which is um, a very delicate line, I would have thought, trying to yeah. walk that line but not yeah. piss someone off. No, that's right. But I think there is a sweet spot. I'm not saying don't ever do marketing to men and don't ever do marketing no, to women. But, that. yeah, just sometimes too, I think, you know, we've only got one budget. So yeah. you want to be as inclusive as you can and catch Absolutely. all Absolutely, and, and, and try yeah. and make everyone relate to it. Mm. That's, yeah, that's so, really yeah, I'm true. a big advocate that, by that. So I do like do talks for people on teaching them a new way to look at things um, and I widely distribute a checklist I've got for gender neutral communication so right. you can get that and I also uh, actually well maybe yeah. if I remember and mm. I don't even know how podcasts work at the moment so yeah. anyone who's listening this I don't know whether it's possible but mm. if not I think have you put you did you put it up in the she's the boss Facebook group I Otherwise, will I do. think you yeah, should. I will. So what we'll okay. do, rather, because I was going to say, let's attach it to the podcast, yeah. but I have no idea whether we can. No. So let's say yeah. there is a She's the Boss Facebook group, yeah. and that if you look for Anne Miles, you can do a search in Facebook groups for people. Yeah, You great. put it up, and, and that way the, people will be able to find it. That'd be great. I think if more people can use it, I'm just, that's my mission. So yeah, great. absolutely. Thank absolutely. you so much. Um, yeah. Okay, so now we're now back to apps. So and the first one was Word Swag. Word Swag. So social media content and having a rant. Yes. Know, and saying whatever you feel like. Okay. Um, and you can post straight to the channels as well from, oh, yeah, great. from it as well. So it's actually quite useful and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one is sort of just for fun, but it's actually also for emergency. Yeah. And it's called What Three Words. 
Yeah. And three just, being the number three? Yeah, number or, three. Okay, yeah. And W-H-A-T. I think I heard about this words? the other day that um, mm. one of the guys locally runs a thing called um, mm. Humans of, you know, like the Humans yeah. of New York, but he does it for my local area and he posted oh. up and was taught, I can't remember what they were, but you choose mm. three words that kind of uh, symbolise your area, is yeah. that right? Yeah, so they worked out that there's more words than sort of numbers and numbers are too hard for people to remember. Yeah. And so every square meter on the earth has been mapped with three unique words so here where we oh, are in I this see. part of the house it, and it's actually vertical as well i think so this part of the house would have three different words it might be banana shirt and shoes or something yeah and then uh another part would have something else so it was designed to help um, in third world countries where they don't have a letterbox, for which, example. Yeah, which makes yeah. sense because, of course, if you live in the desert, you go mm. on, you know, 50, 154 yeah. footsteps past the well and turn right at the That's goat right. or whatever. Yeah. So now they just have this app and say, I'm at, yeah, these, so, where these funny three words and are. And didn't you it's say to me cool. the other day that if you get mm. lost in the bush or something, that that would be how someone could yeah, find you? Yeah, definitely. Which, just, I, which is where I thought it sounded really interesting. I think it's really useful um, and safe, so I often play with it just, you know, because it's sort of interesting. Oh, what three words have we got here? You know, and I'll just put it oh, on so for you, the fun of so it. So you can, with um, mm. what three words, you can go to any place and just call up yeah. where am I now and it'll tell That's you right, yeah. what the three words and are. And as a film producer in the past, sometimes we'd have... Um, a film production in the middle of nowhere and, you know, beside the river at the whatever and, you know, the cars are parked at, you know... Um, Trying to work out where patios, to tell people. Yeah. Um, earring and, uh, and scales or something, you know. Oh, I love it. But I if you were it. definitely lost in the mountains, a lot of times people can even ring um, for help, but they can't tell people where they are. And so most people actually die just because they can't get found, not because they can't reach right. to get help. So if they can call on... Get this app it, and say I'm yeah. in, you know, these three words. tongue, bush, yeah. whatever, and then they the helicopter find just goes boom. There Amazing. you are. Yeah. Okay. Clever. Yeah, yeah, really clever. So mm. now, do you have a downtime app? Do you have a silly mm. one? Like I'm obsessed. My kids find it hilarious that I've been doing mm. for so many years with mm. Candy Crush. Have you oh. got a silly game or something that you love? An app on, the, oh, on your phone? So nerdy. I don't. Re- I don't allow <laughs> naps. Um, those sort of games on my phone. Okay. Um, but I do have one. <laughs> you could. <laughs> I'm such a dork. But I do have one thing, and I don't even know that I really believe in it. Yeah. Uh, so I do have a um, like a horoscope. Um, Oh, I would love that. What's that and with? Which so one is it? So there's actually two. One's Jonathan Cainer. Yes. He's a legend in um, horoscopes. He's dead now, though, I think. I know. His he? son's so taken I, over. Oh, it's his son who's taken over, yeah. Um, but there's one called The Pattern, which I especially love. And that's sort of similar, but it's um, it's like they've made horoscope into kind of a contemporary patterns of behaviour. And I love reading it because whoever wrote it must love Sagittarians because (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting ego boost every day and go, yeah, shit, yeah, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) And it goes, you might be. Because I'm always with horoscopes. I'm like, if it's a good one, I go, oh, that's awesome. I love it. And if it's a bad one, I go. I ignored that. Didn't even read it this week. That's right. You look at it and you go, oh, this stuff's so hopeless anyway. They don't know what they're talking about until you look at it and you go, oh, I love it that it says it's going to be a great week. That's it. Yeah, so the the pattern makes me feel good. Okay, so my last part of the podcast is going to be assuming there are women out there that are Mm. thinking about setting up their own business or have just set one up. Mm. What would be three things that you have learned? (laughs) I know it's really hard to distill this down, but three things that you have learned along the way that you would say... Mm. To somebody who is starting out now. Yeah. 
So I'm sort of picking it a bit out of just first out mind. Out of thin air. Um, I would definitely say take it easy. Like jumping out straight away I think is actually a pretty brave move and it's quite challenging and I think you can also um, be operating on a little bit of lack uh, in the beginning. So I would recommend highly to do part-time first. Oh, that's a good idea. Or a side hustle a or side something hustle? where you're yep. not going to get stressed yeah. about building yep. it up. And prove your market first before yes. you scale. I have to say yeah. on the TV show, and I say mm. to people, have you got any tips? And almost without mm. fail, people are going research. Just yeah. research first and find out that there's a market. Yeah, super good advice. And as a marketer, like often people come to me thinking I'm going to be this miracle cure and I... Almost I want to make sure they're selling it without marketing first because otherwise you just blow your money. Um, If you can't sell a good um, product, then marketing will make you far faster than before. Yeah, right. Good advice. Yeah, and the other advice, I mean, I feel like you have to love it, right? So There's got to be some passion there. Definitely, Because because it might get very hard. It does get really hard. And, I mean, I've even had a, a day a little while ago where I sat there at my desk and went, Oh, this is kind of hard. If I was a lesser person, I'd probably burst into tears right now. But, hold but it I'm together. not going to. <laughs> and I'm not going to, but I could. Yeah, and no, so you do it need it. I think so. Um, and the other thing that I would advise strongly about is I, um, I acquaint all of the success I've had so far, and I have had some wonderful things happen and awards and all sorts of stuff now, and really quite chuffed by that. But I reckon the number one thing I've learned was that actually with LinkedIn, I didn't know the power of it early. No, I didn't oh. either. I've been very late to that party. As yeah. in, I joined up probably, I reckon mm. I was one of the early adopters, so I've been mm. on it for like 10 or 12 years. Yeah. But it was so awful for so long. Yeah. I really couldn't bear going on there and seeing mm. people talking about their great bloody courses or whatever, <laughs> and there was just no interaction. There was nothing human about it. No. And then no. I jumped about two years ago and thought, I'm mm. going to start looking at it like Facebook, but I'm going to yeah. do Facebook for business. So I'm not going to yeah. go on and talk about what I did on the weekend, mm. but I am going to say I've just had a coffee with so-and-so or, you know, this is what I've learned today. And that's changed oh, no. everything. And I just yeah. think it's yeah. really powerful now. And especially when you are trying to start without a big lot of yeah, outlay. You, that's yeah. right. And so... Also for me, like LinkedIn's at a whole other level now because it's actually a marketing channel and, um, you know, I have some automations and all sorts of things that happen at a whole other level. And so there's even um, smaller businesses and consultants coming thinking they need more traditional marketing. I go, you know what, there's nothing performing better than this. And it's just like such an affordable way to get yes. really good results. And I, I would I actually really extend that across all social media. Yeah. Uh, so LinkedIn yeah. is amazing, but it really depends where your market is. So if you're yeah, targeting true. mums or women, Facebook yes. is amazing. Agree. LinkedIn Agree. is a great way to get to blokes because there are more men than women on LinkedIn yeah. and only 1% mm. of people post. That's the thing mm. that made me really sit up and take notice. So there's 500 true. million people plus on LinkedIn, mm. but hardly anyone posts. Yeah. So once you start posting, you'll really get some traction. But yeah. the other day we were talking with in in my um, handle your own PR group with somebody who's gone really hard on Pinterest. Now, she was talking about with Pinterest, um, she showed us some stats. It absolutely Mm. blew my tiny mind, I have to say, (laughs) because I've always thought of Pinterest Mm. as being scrapbook. It's kind of like for the scrapbooking types. Do you know what I mean? That's actually a little bit of a secret Uh, one that I do. Oh, you do it. I collect up housey 
Indian house kind of. So design. I go on yeah. there. So she did this presentation mm. where she said she has started putting up her blog on oh. um, Pinterest. So she puts, you know, the first part of the blog and then come to my website. Oh. And she did this just as a trial. So she's got no mm. followers. I think sixty nine followers or yeah. something like that. And she got something like 60,000 people oh my God. <laughs> her blog. Wow. And I was like, you are mad. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, so she did this little oh. presentation for us. And I went on to Pinterest to just have a look. Because mm. I set up an account, I don't know, bloody 10 years ago or something. Yeah. And I go in and have a look. And there were some seriously high profile people in mm. business that, you know, because what happens when you go on Pinterest is it goes, someone was on two weeks ago, someone was yeah. on, you know, with the people that you know. And it was mm. like really high profile people. Mm. And they'd all been on in the last couple of weeks. And That's I went, so amazing. it's interesting that you say it's your mm. secret because I think it's the secret of a lot of people. And I think you're right. It has to be like really in your niche and where they sit. And so for Pinterest, if you've got a product. Yeah. And particularly if it's got an aesthetic or, or you can no, make but something I mean, with I've it. I've seen this with advertising. It. I've seen it with PR as well. Like they're yeah. all doing really yeah. interesting posts. And the other one yeah. that I would have to say, because obviously mm. my background's in PR, yeah. is that all the journalists are on Twitter. So Twitter yeah, that's is true. massive. Yeah. But what somebody yeah. said to me the other day that I thought was really interesting is they said Twitter is mm. so massive that if you put up your post within 10 minutes, it won't be able to be found by anyone because mm. there are just so that's many people posting. That's very so true. I thought that was really interesting mm. as well, you know, to sort of uh, start yeah. p- putting those kind of um, mm. social platforms in, into mm. perspective. So LinkedIn is amazing for business. So is Facebook, mm. actually. I mean, on lots and lots mm. and lots of levels, particularly mm. if you're targeting women. Yeah. Pinterest is great but you need to manipulate it and play with it if you want to do it for business. But there mm. are seriously a lot of business people on it. Mm. So you could play around and get a bit of profile and then Twitter for... Have we missed anything? So maybe we're thinking the same as me here because what we're talking about are lots of different channels, but it's when someone really drills into one yes. and does it super, super well. That's... I feel like that's... More useful. That's actually really, yeah, yeah. I think that, that I'm glad yeah. you said that. And I, well, I would that say that matter. I split myself mm. between Facebook and LinkedIn, and I wish I could mm. choose one. But yeah. I feel like my yeah. markets are on both, but I do different mm. kind of messaging. Yeah. So I do take, I put, yeah. I normally will put it up on LinkedIn mm. as my sort of slightly more businessy, but I always yep. put a story now with my stuff. I used to mm. just put up little short ones, and now I'd like mm. to try to do a bit of a story, and I've got better engagement. And yes. then I will put the same one up on Facebook, but I'll tweak mm. it and make it more personal yeah. and maybe show mm. a little bit of a chink in the armour. I kind of like that. Yeah. On, on, on oh, Facebook, nice. I think you've got to do a bit mm. of, yeah, I was sick yesterday or I wasn't great or I stuffed mm. up and this is what I did. I feel like they, that works mm. better on that kind of a... That's a new platform. thing, though, I think, where we are allowed to be a bit vulnerable at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's kind of oh, a COVID thing, and I'm hoping mm. it comes out the other end, but I agree. I think oh, that I think um, great. you're allowed to show some sort of weakness and vulnerability now, and yeah. people go, oh, they're real, I can yeah. relate to them. Whereas I think, mm. you know, I mean, I could talk for ages about this whole, the superficiality of how you look, what you mm. wear. You know, like Louis mm. Vuitton um, mm. as a brand now apparently has had 90% reduction in sales. And mm. I'm like, because they're all about, it's all about when you're out and about being seen with their stuff. So yeah, all of a sudden yeah. their markets just disappeared. Because if you can't yeah. be seen with their handbag for $20,000, why buy oh. it? I'm wondering, was it them or was it, a, no, it was a perfume company with a really elite um, perfume yeah. that was started thinking the same thing but instantly very early on they switched to making a hand sanitizer 
And yeah. so then it was like one doing a good thing by the world, but they had enough foresight to go, okay, well, everyone's in lockdown. They're not even going to be giving a damn about how they smell. No, that's so right. That's smart. right. And the other yeah. one that was really, the other ones that have been really smart are the, are the distilleries. You yeah. know, like the gin and the booze mm. distilleries have all gone to doing those alcohol sanitizers and they've mm. worked really well too. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to um, call yeah. it a day. It's been fantastic mm. to talk to you, everyone. This is Anne Miles from Suits and Sneakers. Thank how you. does anyone get hold of you, Anne? The easiest would be the website. So yep. it's suitsandsneakers.global. Yep. So S-U-I-T-S-A-N-D-S-N-E-A-K-E-R-S. And did you see global. my little post the other day where you went, yeah. some suits can be sneakers too and the other thing? Oh, uh, yeah. I said, are they snoots <laughs> or are they suitors? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. witty in my own sometimes. All great. right, thank you very, very much for joining us today. I hope you've been, um, really enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. I'm uh, so grateful to be here. Thank you. <laughs> it's been great. All right, and we will mm, look cute. forward to seeing you at the next podcast. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this She's the Boss chat episode. It was great to have you here. If you want to stay in touch, you might also like some of the other things that we've got going on with She's the Boss. Firstly, I've got the She's the Boss show, which is on Ticker TV. Now, you can watch that either on tickertv.com.au or you can download the Ticker app from any of the app stores. So Apple and Android, and they've got an app that is for your phone, for your iPad or tablet, and for the smart TV. Or you could join us for our free Zoom lunches for female founders that we hold online. The best way to do any of these things really is go to she'stheboss.com.au and on there you can register for the lunches and I've also got links to the website. So either way, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying digging down and getting down to the nitty gritty with these women and I hope you'll join me for the next episode. 